hidethingmedia.com. The network, oof, without constraints. Hi everybody, welcome to part three of our six-part series on how to write a book. And just before we get into it, again, asking you to visit wrongtermemory.com, take a wee look at the bottom. There's a couple of buttons there and you can leave us a tip to help us cover hosting costs, basically. But, Colin, how are you, mate? I'm good, yeah. Uh, part three of this already. I've thoroughly enjoyed the first two. Uh, I hope the listeners are as well. And if they are, I think most of that will be due to our wonderful guest who's with us again. It's Martin Ramsey. Martin, how are you? Very well. Really enjoying this process a lot more than I, I thought I might. So thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, just for me. And then exposing myself. It's nothing, nothing to do with the uh, with YouTube thing, um, podcasting um, empresarios. And, and what are we what are we looking at? I would, what we're looking at this week, basically, I think this is the most important part, obviously, but um, we'll let you be the judge of that because you've done it. Yeah, it's the writing process itself. Uh, you've got an idea. The idea seems to fly. You've planned it out. This is what I'm going to do. These are my nights. Um, this is my kind of deadline. And, well, now you have to start typing. Speaking about the writing process itself, somebody who sort of tried to hack this, i.e. skip it, was Boris Johnson. Uh, he basically, he didn't write a book, he used to write a column um, for GQ and they decided to collate this into Life in the Fast Lane, the Johnson Guide to Cars back in 2007. Martin, I'm going to go to you again to read us a couple of reviews of this absolutely stinking piece of shit. Yeah, Nick Holland writing in the New European called it the worst motoring book ever written, possibly the worst book ever written. (laughs) Um, You're really uh, laying it out there, uh, criticised for being chauvinistic and and, or having chauvinistic and racist comments. Carkeys.co.uk called Johnson the the worst, the world's worst car journalist. So um, probably not finding its way on the 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 back of any kind of paper book uh, editions. Um, so, so yeah. Um, is there one from One Star Review here, Jack? Yeah, uh, this is from Amazon, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the headline's terrible. Exclamation mark. So there, there you, you know what you're going to get. I hate this book. If anyone wants it, they can have my copy for free. In fact, it's so bad, I might just give it to a charity shop, or even better, might burn it and make a video of it and upload it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Boris is like Jeremy Clarkson like what Bill Gates is to Steve Jobs and said. Um, now, I know the internet's an angry place, but it, it seems there's some justification here. <laughs> I, um, I actually found a snippet from this book to get an idea of um, just how bad it was, because I knew that he'd written a book about Churchill. I had no idea he'd written a book about cars, um, but this is an idea of the sort of stuff he was speaking about. She was a lower class sort. She was blonde. Mm. She was beautiful. She was driving some poxy little Citroen or Peugeot thing with enormous speed and confidence. And she had just overtaken me on the A24 on the way to Dorking. And let me tell you, <laughs> I wasn't ha- I wasn't having it. <laughs> Is that him getting... Uh, that's sir, that's our Prime Minister, guys. Is that it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's our Prime Minister. Uh, me. Um, but enough, enough of Boris. Um, a, a man who speaks much better than Boris Martin. Let's let's hear about your writing process and how that sort of manifested itself. Talk us through it. Um, yeah, as I said before, I did, started on the first of June and I had all these fancy ideas of getting it done in four months. 
clearly not. Um, I knew that I, I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be, and it'll just take um, as, as long as it as it would. Um, thankfully, my publishers were were very lenient with with that. Um, I had a room. I, you get an ideal situation. So I'd lucky enough to have an office, so that was my place. I couldn't possibly have the TV on, or, or and I think I I removed my phone. Um, any distractions um, were, were, were just kind of uh, taken away because I'm I'm terrible for that. Um, but again, with, with mine, uh, these 50 football games, I, I knew I didn't want it just to be about what happened on the field. Um, some games that I knew I'd be writing about months in advance, I knew what I really wanted it to be about because I had an idea and I'd, and I'd written that down. I knew I wouldn't come to it because I was doing this in, in order of, of, of the vote. But I, I wasn't going to start and, until I I had this hook, I had this this idea, um, this bigger resonance and what it what it what it said to me, what this game actually meant. Um, and I, I was happy to take time to, to kind of think. I've got a cricket ball, I can see it at my desk just now, and I would happily just sit in my chair and throw that up there and, and catch it until an idea kind of uh, springs to mind. Um, but also be prepared to, when something does drop out of your mind, be ready to take those notes. You might not be in a place to actually start the text, um, but but forming the kind of body of a chapter, body of, of, of the, the structure. Again, mine was quite easy that there's still a football game to hang it on. So, you know, the meat of the chapter has its has its roots there anyway. You can always fall back in that. It's just what, what you're going to surround that with. Um, and... And yeah, just be just be kind of prepared to go. One thing I learned recently, and it wasn't until after I finished writing this book, um, was that this is really important to you as a, as a writer. Obviously, this is a big thing because I don't do this often, never done it in my life. Um, so it was a big part of my year. Um, it was a bit of an obsession, labour of love. No one else is interested to the level that you are. So be mindful of that. You need to speak to some people, I think. You need to have sounding boards. Um, pick them. Um, artistically, they might not have any idea about football, but just they know good writing when they see it. Others, they do need to be maybe more expert in what, what you're trying to get out. You do need someone to, to talk to about it, but not everyone needs to know. People get bored very, very quickly, and, and I, I do apologise to, to, to everyone in heart and hand for, for, for talking about it for, for, for so long, because you get too many, sometimes you get too many voices or, or apathy when people say, yeah, or don't mention anything when you put something in, a, in the group chat. They'll just finish this chapter today, boys, and it's just absolute fucking tumbleweed. <laughs> and you say, Jesus, is this, what, is, this what, is this what the readership's going to be like? Um, they're interested in the final process, but well, everyone apart from Jack is. They're not interested in <laughs> sorry, the final product. They're not interested in the process. They, 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 it isn't important to them. But one thing I did find important, and I got a bit of a ribbon, from you all or oh, you're writing a book or oh, have you written a book um but i'll tell you what see putting it in, on on twitter and putting it on on facebook and and, and 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 putting it out there is very very important because you need to do this now this isn't something you're keeping to yourself a little daydream i might do this and if i don't who cares you've put it out there that you're doing it it'll be out next year well you've got to do it and I, I found that a, a, a big uh, a, a big motivation. I think I said in the last show, 
Um, sometimes ideas, sometimes phrases will just come to you like, I love that. That's brilliant. It won't always be like that. There are 140,000 words to get out. They're not all going to just, you know, you're not going to be buzzing off every single sentence that you write. There's a lot of grind to this. Um, but I guess it's, it's making that not seem as obvious, um, uh, I guess. Some of the other advice we get is, you know, just write, uh, don't care if it's kind of stream of consciousness stuff. You can always edit, but at least you've got something down there. I can see how that works for a lot of people. It doesn't for me. It'll just get, it gets too messy and you're doing a lot more work in that editing process. I prefer it if I'm spending my time thinking, I prefer to spend that time thinking. It will come to me. And once it does come to me, once I have an idea for that chapter, in we go. It, it tends to, to dominate your thoughts really on, you know, during the day um, because you know you're writing at night. Um, and once you've just got that overarching idea, you know how it's going to end. You know what, you, you know what you're trying to say with this thing. And then you're, you're, you're off and running, really. I think without that structure, without that idea, if you're just going to start tapping away, uh, it, it doesn't work for me. I appreciate it can work for other people. You sort of, we're going to cover blocks in the, in the next episode. Hello, friends. Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Runtime Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. But the opposite of that, I suppose, is you sort of hinted at it there, that sudden inspiration, that, that thinking of something. How did you manage to hold on to that, basically? Like, if you did think of something, did you immediately write it down? Did you take a voice note? Were you, did you wake up in the middle of the night dreaming about these things? Like what was basically trying to get to the opposite of blocks like that, that, that sudden inspiration. And did you lose anything that you still can't remember that you're pissed off about? No, I don't have any of that um, sitcom. I have a, I've got <laughs> in the middle of the night, a, a, a Seinfeld pad um, by my bed that I, I would, would write it down. A lot of stand-ups use that kind of thing. Um, when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. There's, there's no there's no thought process going on there, um, certainly that I'm aware of. But no, instantly, phone notes. Um, and it could just be the, the, the slightest. A lot of them were references, Jack. A lot of them were, oh, this reminds me of that. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, now, where's that quote? It reminds me of a quote. Um, I'll need to go and search for that and, and drill down and find that quote, and then I might be off and running with something. But you're absolutely right. Um, and that was something I, I had to force myself to do because I'm terrible for forgetting that my memory's terrible <laughs> so um, <laughs> quite often before that I'd be oh yeah that, that'd be a good idea and not write it down and then 10 minutes later it's, it, it, it really is gone um, sometimes we come back but for this I knew uh, I guess I did to really push myself that nope just get the phone um, write that down you, you know what you meant by that and um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that tonight but you're, you're absolutely right if, if, if it's it's how committed you are and how serious you are about doing it. You know, 
goes back to that thing, if this is just a daydream, then those wee thoughts will just disappear. Like, if I was writing a book, which I don't think I ever will, but I've got real issues with some parts of grammar, basically, I'll be honest with you, or just getting words wrong. And the thing that gets me that I've got a complete blind spot for is effect and effect. Mm. And I have been told 1,000 times by 1,000 different people what the difference is, and it just disappears out of my head as soon as I hear it. It's a really simple difference. Colin, you get any sort of blind spots like that when it comes to... You've never written a book either, but when it comes to just... No, like... I, I think if you... I think it depends on your medium very much because if you were to read my WhatsApp messages, then yes, 100% I do. If you were to read my written communication in the workplace, then no, you don't. I think it just comes down to taking the time over something and getting it getting it right. But I've got more of a blind spot with some words that I just cannot spell, even though I can spell them. Like so, genuinely. If you were going to, if you were going to join a queue outside the shop, right? I know that you spell Q Q U E U E. However, if I'm trying to type something with Q in it, it stumps me every time. Um, Phi is another one. I just can't get in my head how to spell Phi. Even though right now I know how to do it because I don't have to type it, but if I start to type that, I can't do it. So not so much grammatically, grammatically, but from a spelling point of view. (laughs) (laughs) um, From a spelling point of view, I can totally get that, that sort of block or just that blind spot in the brain that you can't deal with. I certainly can correspond to that in terms of spelling at times. Yeah, Martin, as the published author, any issues there? Sort of blind spots, basically. Uh, I'd, I'd hope not. I don't like the word did, even in this proper context. I think it's just oh, a word. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I always, I, I, I do use it correctly, but I, I always kind of stop in my mind and say, is that right? Because it just never, it never seems right. Uh, but no, I, I, listen, the English language is is complex and you've you've spoken about this many times jack on, on a few of your shows um so there are loads of things that trip us up punctuation terrible I, and this is part of the other process um other right process maybe more the editing one that they all have a house style as well um that, that, that's not necessarily a a, a a grammar issue uh it's just how they they like to to, to do their their books, but publishers might be be slightly different. So you you, you find a lot of that's changed. Um, but but I, I think I think I'm all right. What, what I'm bad for is, is is thinking too quickly, typing too fast, and loads of typos, uh, especially when I'm at book, which will correct them for me, but maybe not in the way that that I actually intended in the first place. So quite a few sneak in. We're living in a society where you'll get a text that says HBU or SMH or something like that. So how important, how much emphasis do you put on grammar, Martin? Because see if something like semantically makes sense and you know what somebody's trying to get across to you, does grammar really matter? Ultimately, no, because someone has, uh, in normal conversation, someone has made their point. And you, if you do understand them, then language has done its job, hasn't it? But Okay, back to Colin's point about modulating how you speak, modulating how you write for the situation. Um, there are still standards. I would expect a published book to, to be grammatically correct. Um, again, the, the odd mistake can sometimes still sneak through, but they're mostly typos rather than, than um, grammatical issues. 
Any typos <laughs> in your book, Martin? Hunters. Is it? Hmm. Yeah, I've not read it, so I don't know. <laughs> very annoying. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to that in the editing process, but uh, yeah. Cool. Um, but but yeah. It, again, it's, it's back to: Do you want something done right? Yeah. And uh, do you want people to uh, to speak properly? Do you want people to write properly? Um, it's not the end of the world, but but there'll be bugbears. Um, and I know the English language is complex, but there are things that we really should have nailed by primary school. Um, gone and went drives me bananas. Yeah, I don't care about that. No. It, I, it's not right. Stop it. Why, why is someone not a ruler not hitting people? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have went with, um, uh, you know, Tavernier tonight. What about less than fewer? Ah, God. Honestly, it's, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Well, I only figured yeah. I only figured that out about a year ago when somebody told me. Um, but it, it it probably has a lot to do with we'll go back to your your original point, Jack, how we communicate and everything being um, relaxed. Sometimes we don't even use words because it's just abbreviations for for a whole sentence and and that that, that seems to be fine. So why would we worry about the Queen's English really? Yeah, that's it. Again, had fun. Lots of. Good advice from yourself, Martin. So cheers, buddy. Ah, pleasure. Thank you. Colin, as always. Always fun. Good stuff, always. guys. Thank you. Yeah, we will speak to you soon. only the best pods in the best network quite the thing media.com